Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Donovan Smith. Today we're speaking with the very energetic and dynamic Yulia Starchchenko, also known as Julia Starch Online, who is the current chairwoman of the Russian Club in Taiwan, head of the Matreshka Russian Cultural Center here in Taichung, and co-founder of Synchronized Swimming in Taiwan. Uh, Julia, welcome to the program. Thank you for the invitation. My pleasure. Now I understand you are organizing an international athletic event here in Taichung, which is, of course, something of a feat considering the international isolation of Taiwan. Now, of course, we're all very curious to hear about this. It's an artistic swimming event. This is our second time hosting an event like that. The first one was in 2015, and it was it was a big deal in our artistic swimming world. So we were asked to host it again. Uh, we expect in teams from seven different countries, and um, I think it's important to add that there will be elite swimmers, some high-level performers, and swimmers with disabilities. It will be uh, a weekly, uh, a week-long event where we're going to give lectures at the local educational institute. We're going to have master class, and there will be a competition for athletes with disabilities and for elite athletes, and. The final event on Sunday will be a gala water show where all of the athletes going to perform together. Now, for listeners who don't uh, know this uh, this international event for both uh, elite and for uh, ch with uh, children with uh, challenges. Um, now, for people who don't know what uh, artistic swimming is, can you explain that what that is? Artistic swimming is also known as water ballet. Uh, when Ooh, water ballet. <laughs> that's what they call it in Taiwan, and I think it's very close to what it is. Yeah, it's a beautiful sport where people swim with the music. It's very creative. There are many different formats, and a few years ago, we got, uh, male swimmers joined the sport. So it's now it's both male and female sport that gives much more options and make the sport uh, even more interesting. It must be very challenging physically. It is a very challenging sport. When they added male swimmers, I thought males wouldn't be able to handle it. But they surprised me how well they developed okay. that part. <laughs> There's hope for us yet. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, can you tell us about the countries that are participating? Um, which countries are, are joining this uh, international event? I would like to start with Russia. Uh, many thanks to Huaymin Rotary Club, we managed to invite... Russian nation, junior national team swimmer Victoria Staff. This is her second visit to Taiwan. Uh, she's a lead level swimmer. She's a very high level performer. We're very happy to have her here. And for local swimmers and for local swimmers with disabilities, it's such a big deal to share a pool with her. This is something they're going to carry through their whole life. So thank you very much, Women Rotary, for giving such a beautiful present to local swimmers. It is a big deal for them. We have an amazing choreographer, Vladimir Barsuk, from Belarus, who put the whole show together. Please come and see the show. You will not be disappointed. Um, we've got an official from Philippines, Fina Judge, who helped me to create a unique format. She helped me with whole paperwork for athletes with disabilities and for elite athletes. So each athlete can compete in his or her own abilities. Uh, we've got Team Australia. Last year, we visited them. They provided wonderful homestay for our elite swimmers. And this year, it's our turn to show hospitality. So we're providing a homestay for Team Australia. 
uh, we've got Team USA coaching the master swimmer, uh, the owner of Miami Swimming Academy, Larissa Perez. Um, and, of course, we've got Team Canada, uh, Ruby Stevens. About her, I would like to say a few words. Ruby came here in 2015, and... That changed her life. From a shy girl with um, Down syndrome and epilepsy, she turned into an international athlete. She won lots of medals, and she became very ambitious athlete and the model for sporting magazines. And it's all because when she swam her routine in 2015, she was welcomed by Taiwanese audience, and the crowd cheered for her. That So it just changed her life. Ruby and, and her team is coming back to Taiwan to share her story and to to share her experience. And that's fantastic that the you know the crowds and the support here in Taiwan uh, really changed her life. I mean that's that's quite inspirational. Yes, it is. It, it's true. It changes people's lives. Donate your time. Come and see the show, and you will change somebody's life. Hmm. So yeah, this sounds fa- sounds very very fascinating. I and mean, you've got uh, international level star from Russia. You have an uh, inspirational star from Canada, uh, and of course, there's a lot of countries. I believe also Brazil is involved. Is that correct? Team Brazil is on the way. Bringing a disabled swimmer, mentally disabled, 24 years old girl and girl and um, and her coach. It's a long way for them. It's a 50 hours flight. But they travel that far because they want to see how well how how we develop the idea of inclusion in Taiwan. I I would like to mention that here we uh, we would like to include disabled swimmers in our normal training. So uh, athletes with disability don't don't feel left out. Although we also care about elite swimmers and we make sure they represent the country on international events and they achieve new heights. And at the same time we manage to include disabled swimmers so, where, so they can present themselves with their own abilities. So now, can you tell us uh, when and where, so that, I mean, because this sounds really quite exciting. You've got these, you know, this international competition held here in Taiwan. Team Taiwan uh, is participating under the name Team Taiwan. Absolutely. Uh, which is great for us here. Uh, can you tell us where and when that people can come and uh, see this event? It's not um, for the, for the whole week. We're going to give lectures at local educational institute. But the most important event where I would like to invite everybody will be in Taijuan, uh, new sports center, April 29th, one o'clock to two thirty. From two thirty to six, there will be press conference. If you would like to ask questions, or if you like uh, our athlete to sign your T-shirt, please come. And we also got uh, little souvenirs for each uh, person who would come and see. So April 29th here in Taichung at one o'clock. The location is the location is the new new sports center, north area. The new sports center in the north okay. district. In okay. the north district. Uh, what got you into uh, the into synchronized swimming and, and uh, working with uh, children with challenges? Well, about artistic swimming, I grew up doing that. You can't take it out of you. Once once they see this planted, you're always an artistic swimmer. About assets with disability, I I received an email from a woman named 
Tina Bowles. She owns a challenge athlete, uh, she owns a synchronous swimming athletes with disability foundation. And she asked me if I would like to develop it. It was new. Just a few countries started developing that adapted that sport for disabled swimmers. I started four years ago, and it's just it just blossomed. And I have over thirty families now who raise athletes with disabilities. It's the family. It's not just the athlete. It's the whole family who who I'm communicating and taking care of. And more and more athletes with different kinds of disabilities join our teams. And I think we here in Taiwan we found our unique format, how each person can improve in uh, his or her own way, and that's why there's so many foreigner participants who would come and see, see the format. It's very unique, and somehow it, be, it became it works. Now, I mean, I, I follow uh, what your activities online, and it really looks like you you enjoy doing this. This is something that gives you a lot of pleasure in your life. There is something really amazing happens when lots of swimmers gather together. There is lots of positive energy. Yeah. So, I mean, is this uh, now? What? How do you plan to expand this going forward? For now, I'm managing three teams: Team Elite, which travels um, internationally and represents the country on major international events. They're very ambitious swimmers. Uh, and I've got two special teams for athletes with disabilities. Team Challenge for children with physical disabilities. CPs, wheelchaired, visually impaired. And the Team Doll Angels are for mentally disabled children. Both of the teams develop in very fast and quite well. I host two national events every year where all the teams can display themselves. And once in two years, I'm hosting a big international event, an exhibition, like this year. For next year, I'm planning a big international camp where I'm going to invite more, more international stars here to teach our athletes the techniques. While our athletes could present the idea of inclusion education when disabled swimmers included in a, in a normal educational process without offending elite swimmers. Because elite swimmers have their own goals. Sure. Yeah, to present the country properly abroad. Somehow we found we found that balance. Okay. Now uh, I believe that your teams have competed overseas, actually gone overseas and, and uh, participated in events under the name Team Taiwan. Um, how did they do? Just like last year, we went to um, Perth Open. Perth, in Perth, Australia. Perth, Australia. We, we were very well received. We brought back bronze medal. Uh, that was last year. A few years ago, we traveled to uh, Russia, Uzbekistan, Japan, many countries, hmm. many countries. All right, well, shifting gears, uh, you're the chairwoman of the Russian club here in Taiwan. That's right. Um, now, are there a lot of Russians in Taiwan? There are lots of Russian, and we call it Russian-speaking community. Mm-hmm. Like uh, many countries, there are many countries where people speak Russian, or many people who got Russian roots. They all welcome to our society. Okay. Russian-speaking. Yeah, uh, and uh, are also friends of Russia welcome. That's right. Yeah, I, I went to one of your events, uh, <laughs> and, and I noticed there was uh, there was some Taiwanese there who spoke Russian. 
Russian culture very attractive, I say. Yeah. 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 Everybody who got interest or would like to, to learn more about Russian culture are welcome. Mm-hmm. What kind of events do, does the Russian uh, club, uh, uh, the Russian club in Taiwan hold? I would like to start with our charity event. Every year we host a New Year charity dinner, where we try to support uh, Believe in Miracle um, Charity Center in Russia. They take care of children who recover from cancer. Oh. So every year, every, yeah, and we support the families, not just the child, the family. Okay, yes, the families of the children of cancer, yeah. uh, Every year we manage to donate some money. Mm -hmm. So while we live here, we still think about people back home. That's the idea. That's the idea. Also, we run language classes for young children. Oh, yeah. Now, is that under the Russian Club club in Taiwan or the Matryoshka Russian Cultural Center? Mm -hmm. Uh, our culture center is under Russian club. Oh, because, I see. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's the same institution. Are there other but, Matryoshka uh, clubs that, in a, Taiwan? That's only one. That's oh, only one. here in Taichung. Yeah, in Taichung. Yes. Um, so there is a club for young learners. There is a class for young learners. We call it Early Development in Russia. Very cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and most of them are children from multicultural families. When one of the parents is a, lo- is a local. And the other parent is Russian, so we got lots of support from parents who want to know, who want to tell them, remind their children where they come from, mm-hmm. remind their roots, their traditions. We try to tell them a little bit about Russian holidays, and um, we show them pictures, old pictures of Russia in the family's uh, photo albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to tell them where mom and dad came from. Um, we celebrate major Russian holidays like Victory Day, Women's Day, and uh, so on. Christmas, I recall. Yes, yes, Orthodox Christmas, and of course there is Orthodox Church. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, or, uh, for uh, listeners in Taiwan who uh, might not be aware of this, when is the Orthodox Chris, uh, Orthodox Christian Christmas? It's on January 7th, mm-hmm. so we get to celebrate <laughs> for <Yes>. quite time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and being here in Taiwan, that means you get two Christmases. I'm jealous. Absolutely, <laughs> followed by Chinese New Year. We're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I believe also you have a representative of the Russian Orthodox Church comes down to Taichung. Father uh, Kirill well. visits us um, the first week of the month. But he's based in Taipei. Father he's based in Taipei, but he pays us a visit once a month. He he does the worship. And uh, you have a chance to confess and have a talk with Father Kirill. I know it, it's important for many people. Hmm. Uh, uh, out of curiosity, what brought you to Taiwan? Uh, artistic swimming, easy answer. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, I guess I could say um, answer this on almost every question. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, now you've been here for a while. Almost 20 years. Yes, uh, you're married locally. You have uh, yeah, some kids. I'm, ra- I'm raising yeah. a daughter, mm-hmm. and she's an artistic swimmer too. Mm-hmm. And she's a volunteer for athletes with disabilities. She, she started volunteering when she was five. Okay, how old is she now? She's um, eight now. Okay, a yes. volunteer at age eight. Mm-hmm. She's a volunteer she's at a volunteer, age eight. Yeah, for athletes with disabilities. Okay, for athletes. Yeah, so she yeah. knows how to work with. Visually impaired swimmers, she knows how to work with. Mentally disabled swimmers. Hmm. That's very young to be a volunteer. I, you know, like, um, 
I could say it, it changed her mind a lot because she started when she was five and she learned a lot and it was a very positive influence on her. That's impressive. It's, it's one of the ideas which I tried to, you know, which I tried to share with people. Mm -hmm. Now, so for uh, Russian speakers here in uh, Taiwan, or friends of Russia, or people who'd like to learn more about Russia, and who'd like to connect with the um, Russia Club here in Taiwan, how would they uh, get a hold of you? Um, we've got a page on Facebook. On okay. Word to mouth works, we know everybody and everybody. <laughs> okay. Everybody <laughs> All right. Well, this has been uh, Taiwan Talk here on ICRT. I'm Donovan Smith. Thank you, everybody. My pleasure.